The views, opinions, and or advice provided on the Still Persisting podcast are not to be taken as a substitute for medical or psychiatric advice or treatment. Welcome back to Still Persisting. I'm Miracle Mayoral Goodwin, your hostess with the mostest insight on this magical journey we call self-actualization and trauma healing. Please excuse my voice. I am a little bit under the weather, so uh, you get to hear me in my whole gravelly uh, sick voice. But I can guarantee you we are still on we're continuing our series on Encanto, and today we're starting the riff about archetypes found in the movie and their roles in the intergenerational trauma game, as well as insight into Latinx, Latine, and collective cultures. So, to start us off, we're going to probably start with the most obvious. <clears throat> no offense to Lin-Manuel Miranda's amazing lyrics, but... We're gonna talk about Bruno, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bruno is the dirty little secret family archetype. He's the one who represents the black sheep, or the family secret, or the family shame, or the scapegoat. So, this is really highlighted in the song, We Don't Talk About Bruno, wherein literally the entire song is about him and why we don't talk about him. They don't want to talk about him, don't want to think about him. Even the memory of him evokes fear and this specter that haunts you like the boogeyman. Um, You see that with Camilo's lyrics uh, about um, how he haunts your dreams and feasts on your screams. Uh, His talent is very abandoned, his being Bruno. Uh, So his talent is very abandoned and cause for alarm. So he lives inside the walls. Uh, like the rats uh, he's associated with, who in so many cultures, pretty much all cultures, are considered unwanted vermin. And then he represents wanting to belong to the family and being on the outside with, you know, having his place at the table and his drawn plate and how he still sticks around because he loves his family. So Bruno's gift is seen as a threat. So when you think about Bruno and his gift, which is this amazing gift to see into the future, but yet in the song you hear about how it brought nothing but misery, just based on perception and circumstance and not on the gift itself, right? So, you know, it represents in a family mental health, perhaps, or being on the spectrum. So because it's based on the perception of how people view his gift or his way of being. Um, It can represent someone who is LGBTQ or non-binary. Sorry to my listeners who fall into these categories. Um, Perhaps it can even be a physical disability or medical impediment outside the norm. So all these things, all these aspects make people feel uncomfortable, which then translates into a threat. Bruno is also the scapegoat. Everything is his fault. The vision, the results of his prophecies, all of it. But he's just the messenger, right? 
not the catalyst. He doesn't make stuff happen, only reports what he sees. But we all know the saying, don't kill the messenger, right? So there's this misplaced blame of someone speaking their truth and being to blame because it makes others uncomfortable. That's the burden of the seer. And for those like Bruno who walk their own path outside of what's considered normal, it can even be dangerous. So you have this guy who is different, who represents difference, uh, who represents uh, the this gift of seeing, of almost being other. And so he's ostracized just for being other. Um, <clears throat> and if you notice in his prophecies, they're all fairly like commonplace prophecies, right? They're not... They're not like anything that's particularly, uh, you know, weird, right? You're going to lose your hair. You're going to get a gut because in middle age that tends to happen. Or your goldfish is going to die. Anybody who knows that uh, or has had any goldfish knows that they have a notoriously short lifespan. So these are all things that are pretty arbitrary and kind of normal. But just because he pointed it out... Suddenly, it's his fault that it happened, okay? And then you have his tower, which is really remote. It's a desolate wasteland of sand and a lot of stairs. And I wonder what his tower was like before he, quote-unquote, left it. But for Sears... It might reflect being high up to see the bigger picture because uh, seers tend to have sort of a a eagle's eye view or hawk's eye view of what's going on in the world. Um, But at the same time, it's really isolated, his his tower, much like Bruno himself. Um, In the song, we don't talk about Bruno. We hear Dolores say she associates him with the sound of falling sand which is directly related to time, such as in an hourglass. And also, uh, when you see Bruno use his power, it's the use of sand to see into the future, since his visions are made of glass, which is essentially heated or melted sand. Um, Additionally, when you see a place like the Encanto, which is rich and it's, it's green, it's verdant, Uh, You have this desolate tower in the inside, and it's surrounded by rocks and sand. And it signifies the aloneness or the otherness of Bruno and his gift. Especially when you consider, for instance, Antonio's room, which is like this bright green tree of life. Or this beautiful bower of flowers that's Isabella's room, right? And then the Encanto itself, which is this beautiful paradise you don't see traces of that in in bruno's room actually you see his room is really this lonely tower where not even casita's magic can enter and where there's this high cliff and these tons of stairs which reflects loneliness and desolation and this this self-isolation that can come with having a gift or a way of being that nobody understands it it leads to, to this maybe self-loathing, 
this sort of dissociation, like when Bruno talks about his other quote unquote characters in fixing the casitas cracks, like Hector, you know, he's he's the one who makes the the mix or something, right? Like you have these these things of, of dealing and it's all represented in, in Bruno and his tower. So what we see in the end, however, is this re-envelopment of the family shame into the fold, uh, integrating it as part of a healthier whole, right? So we see this uh, in the song All of Me when uh, first we see it with when Mirabel and Abuela talk and then Bruno comes and even though he is ostracized, even though... You know, he has this uh, fear of coming back and also this desire to come back. He still tries to, quote unquote, take the blame, right? Like being the scapegoat, but being noble, he tries to take the blame for Mirabel. He's saying it's not her fault. I did it. And you see Abuela coming back and just hugging him because she's just like, I've missed my son, right? After her conversation. Because at first she was like, Bruno doesn't care about this family. And Mirabel corrected her and said, Bruno loves this family. And so it really shows the shift of the reenvelopment of the family shame into the fold. So we we see this uh, where he also plays an active part in fixing the house, right? Uh, as opposed to not, as opposed to being outside, right? And even with all his characters, he is seen as part of the, the montage, just, just helping with the house and, um, and helping set the foundation, which is, is sort of a reintegration. So... Uh, it starts with him coming back and clarifying the most salient point of We Don't Talk About Bruno, which was Felix and Pepa's wedding day. He explained he wanted to let his sister know that he had her back. So that is a point that comes when, when in the song All of Me, when he comes back and um, he says, hey, like, I have a lot of apologies to make. And it also doubles back to we don't talk about Bruno because we are talking about Bruno. We are reintegrating Bruno. And so this was him acknowledging this this point that he's probably heard Felix and Pepa talk about like a million times. And he probably heard the song about him. And so he's just like, hey, let me clarify this, right? Um, and so for this family, this, this beginning piece of saying, Hey, let me explain. And they're like, we, we're just glad to have you, uh, is important because he was believed to not have good intentions, right? He was the whole song he's talked about as a villain and the perception was being a threat when he was really trying to be supportive. He was like, Hey, I, I know you were nervous, so I just wanted to make you laugh. But the interpretation was wrong. The perception of him was wrong. So it's a great example of pushing past discomfort uh, 
and everybody communicating with one another and changing perception when new information comes to light. That is very key when we're talking about uh, healing intergenerational trauma because we have people, a lot of uh, perceptions, especially for the scapegoat or for the family secret is this perception of wrongness or otherness. And so when the new information comes to light that he's just a regular guy who loves his family and his intentions weren't bad, but you took it that way. Um, and it really didn't cause any harm. He wasn't, you know, the harm was caused by the perception of his intent as opposed to his intent itself, right? And I'm probably going to get a whole lot of conversation or shades at my way about that particular thing because sometimes the perception is correct and the intention is to cause harm. But in this case, it wasn't. So in the end, Bruno is the archetype of the family misconception and fear. He is, by his nature, reclusive, uh, as as most seers are, because they sort of need to be alone to, to see, right? Um, but he is also part of a greater whole that didn't welcome him at first. Uh, so we see this a lot. So the the reintegration of the other, especially in an intergenerational trauma family system is such a huge part of the healing because that is when we start seeing hey we stop seeing the the misconception or we start we stop seeing the otherness and we start to see the person right so i encourage you fam to think about that person in your family who's maybe a little bit or a lot different Maybe they speak dif- differently, right? They might speak slowly. They might speak fast. They might speak sign language, which sounds really terrible because you don't speak sign language, but you, by its nature, because it's not using your vocal cords. But maybe that's how they communicate, right? Maybe they communicate differently. Maybe they don't see things the same way. And maybe they make you uncomfortable with their otherness. So who is that person, fam? Who is that person in your family or in your life that is a little bit other? I challenge you to reassess your perceptions of that person. Underneath it all, they just want to be loved and accepted, just like Bruno, right? And when we start integrating and we start doing that healing, that's when the real magic happens, All right, that's all for today, fam. Next time, we're going to delve into another archetype in Disney's Encanto. Until then, take care of yourself, drink your water, take your meds, get some sleep, take a shower, eat some good food, and take care of each other. Remember, we're all in this together. Bye. Y'all, thank you so much for listening to me today riff on about stuff that matters to me that hopefully matters to you. As always, take care of yourself, take care of each other, in the words of Jerry Springer. Uh, But also, sweetheart, take your meds, drink some water, 
get some sleep, eat some good food, take care of your body, take care of your spirit, and I will catch you on the flip side. Bye! Thank you.